Welcome to the broadcast today. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate your listenership to this program. I'm excited to continue in our discussion from yesterday. It's a heavy concept, a heavy topic, but I believe it's something that we need to discuss. And before we go there, though, I'd like to tell you about another gospel track that I believe will be of help to you. You see, as we jump headlong into this month, the last month of a somewhat crazy year, there is still one thing that remains the same. Salvation, heaven, the eternal salvation of your soul and mine can only come about through Jesus Christ. And I'm so glad that I know and have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And I hope you would say the exact same thing. But you know, as you go about your day and uh, into much Christmas shopping and things of that nature, many of the people that you come across do not know Christ as Savior. And so we've produced a gospel track. It's called The Characters of Christmas. And we'd like to give it to you for free. Now, our ministry is predicated and based upon that concept. We give out free gospel literature all over the world. And this particular gospel track goes in detail and talks about the characters of that first Christmas story. For instance, Mary and Joseph, the shepherds, the wise men, Zechariah and Elizabeth, and of course, the star of the show, a little baby whose name was Jesus. Did you know that that little baby, many would think he was too helpless and weak to be used, but God saw fit to use a baby to provide salvation to you and to me. And that's something that this gospel track covers in detail. And I'd love for you to receive it for yourself. Striking, uh, eye-catching design on the front cover. I think it'll be helpful to you in your gospel sowing efforts, sowing the seed throughout this month. And so let me encourage you to invest your time and to visit our website. You can order this track in just a few moments, really, two, three minutes at the most, And we won't charge you for it. Now, if you do decide to give a donation, we will not turn that down. Of course, our tracks do cost money to print. We don't get them done for free. It does take time, effort, and energy. And we have folks that come in and package these boxes and put them together and send them out around the world. 175 plus countries in over 30, 40, 50 different languages that we've produced in over the last eight years decades. And I'm so proud to be a part of this ministry. I'd love for you to visit our website, BibleTracksInc.org today. Now, I'd love to leave plenty of time for our discipleship study today. We read multiple verses from the book of Luke, chapter number 16. And if you listened to our broadcast yesterday, I gave you a homework assignment to read those verses again. Luke 16, 19 through 31, that gives the account, the Bible account of Jesus telling about a rich man and a beggar named Lazarus and the fact that the beggar received a great reward. He got to end up in a place that was not called hell, whereas the rich man, he spent eternity and is continuing. And think about that. Though that account given by Jesus Christ was first voiced some 2,000 years ago, that rich man, the true account of that rich man dying and slipping off into eternity, He's still there being tormented in the flames today. That should inspire us. That should encourage us. That should convict us to tell others about Jesus Christ. Yesterday, I promised on the program that we would talk about what hell is. What is hell? 
and I'd like to look at the Bible. I don't want to give you my opinion or my conjecture about what hell is. This is too serious of a topic for me to just tell you what I think. We need to look at the Bible, and therefore, let's turn to the book of Second Peter. We are answering the question today, what is hell? Second Peter chapter number 2. I hope you'll join me there for just a moment. First of all, hell is a place of darkness. Now, let me parenthetically insert this thought. I am telling you these things not to scare you, not to bother you, and certainly not to offend you. I am simply relaying some Bible information because I believe we should take more seriously our need to tell others about Jesus Christ. We should take very solemnly the Great Commission, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. And I'd like for us to have a true understanding and a real recollection of what it is we are committing people to if we do not tell them about Jesus. If they slip off into eternity without Jesus Christ as their Savior, then we are, in effect, sentencing them to hell. So, what is hell? First of all, it's a place of darkness. Second Peter chapter 2 and verse 4 says this, God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. As fire increases in heat, the flame actually gets darker. A candle has a yellow flame, while a gas or hotter flame is a dark blue. Scientists have actually discovered what they call a black flame, which never totally consumes its object and gives off no light. Hell, in these verses, is called chains of darkness. As I mentioned, it's also a place of fire. The rich man in hell said, I am tormented in this flame. Luke 16, 24. False cults want to dispute the idea of literal fire in hell. But friend, it's not an idea. It is proclaimed to us in scripture. Hell is a real place with real fire. The devil just wants to minimize that. What else is hell? It's a place of thirst. If you read Luke 16 again, you recall that the rich man desired just a drop of water from the beggar's finger, just something to cool his tongue in that infernal flame. Even one drop would be relief to that man in hell, but hell will be a place of unfulfilled appetites. People will never again see the light of day, have rest or relaxation, or food or water. We can also surmise that it's a place of loneliness. Friend, I'd like you to realize, for those that foolishly tempt God and say things like, well, I'm just going to hell and it's going to be a party down there. I'm going to see all my friends. Can I tell you? That's not what the Bible says. People do not go to hell in groups, but as individuals. You won't see your friends. You will be alone for all eternity if you don't know Christ. And, Christian friend... That's what we're trying to keep people from. If you recall last week, I talked about the fact that heaven, heaven is a place of friendship. It's a place of community. It's a place of people. It's a place of activity. It's the exact antithesis of what hell is. So, let's review. It's a place of darkness, a place of fire, a place of thirst, a place of loneliness. What else? It will be a bottomless pit. Revelation 20, verse number 1 says, And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. 
That bottomless pit, that's talking about hell. I don't know if it means it will be an eternity of free fall or feeling as though you can never put your feet on something solid, but it's definitely a place of no stability. It's a bottomless pit. Worse than just being a place of fire, it's a lake of fire. Revelations 20 verse 10 says, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Let me point this out, friend. Hell was created for the devil and his angels. It wasn't created for you. God doesn't want you to go to hell, but if by your lack of trust in him and your refusal to accept his free gift of grace and his sacrifice, his vicarious suffering for you in our place, then friend, you are choosing that lake of fire. You are choosing the lack of stability. You are choosing that place of loneliness. Next, it will be a place of memory. Remember that the rich man in hell, he recalled, he remembered. Every time a person rejected Christ, I believe, will very likely be remembered by that person in hell. So, after reading all of these things, it makes me think that this is a place I don't want to go. And moreover, it's a place that I don't want to sentence my family, my friends. Honestly, I wouldn't want to sentence my worst enemy to this place. It's also a place of evil company. Revelation 21 verse 8 says, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers, whoremongers and sorcerers, idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. That's the company you keep. But friend, you don't have to be any of those things to be on your way to hell. The smallest sin sentences you to hell. You may say, how can a just God do that? Well, friend, heaven is a perfect place. Therefore, no sin whatsoever can come in. So you may ask, how can I realize heaven? How can I get there? Well, if you put your faith and trust in a perfect Savior, he is more than willing to cover your sins with his precious blood and allow you entrance to heaven. It's a place of evil company, a place of memory, a bottomless pit, a place of fire. It's also a place of evil creatures. Revelation chapter 9 tells us that the angel opened the bottomless pit. There arose a smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace. The sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit, and there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth. These locusts during the tribulation period, that seven years of a horrible time on earth, they actually come out of hell. I would not want to keep company with these incredibly dangerous and vindictive and evil creatures. Lastly, this for now. Hell will be a place of hideous sounds. Jesus himself spoke of the weeping and the wailing and the gnashing of teeth. Friend, I don't want you to go there. I don't want you to live with that for all eternity. I'd like to point this out as we come to a conclusion for today. I believe we will wrap this up tomorrow. But I'd like to point out that Jesus, Jesus Christ himself, the one who is love incarnate, the one who loves us more than anyone else, he preached six times more on hell than he ever did on heaven. Now, why would he do that? I believe there is a very simple reason for that. Just like I'm talking to you about it today for a very singular purpose, it's because Jesus never wanted 
a soul to go there? Why would he focus on hell so much? Because he doesn't want you to go there. And I don't either. And Christian friend, I want you to desire in your heart of hearts, in your innermost being, I want you to to desire for none of your family, none of your friends, none of your acquaintances, none of the random passers-by that you see in the street. I want you to not want them to go to hell, just like Jesus didn't want them to go there. Let's conclude with this. What will you do with this information today? If you have questions, would you contact us? The announcer will be on in just a moment. Christian friend, I'd like you to go to our website, BibleTracksInc.org. Get some gospel tools to tell others about how they can go to heaven instead of hell. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.